Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Third Shot Podcast. We have been getting more and more views on YouTube, so thank you so much for all of you who've gone over and watched one of our episodes. If you haven't, check us out. All you have to do is search Third Shot Podcast and you'll find us. We're still active on Instagram, Facebook, and X. Instagram and Facebook is at Third Shot Podcast and X is at Third Shot Pod. Thank you again for all the support. It's really welcomed and we love it so much. Yes, we do. Yeah, and I was going to say, I'm so happy to see Uncle Greg and Russ. It's been a heck of a week. (laughs) I think we need to give a cheers to life, I suppose. Yes, we do. Cheers. Bridgie, it's so nice to see your smiling face, hear your smiling voice. As you said, you've had a heck of a week. Most of our listeners know you work at UNLV, and um, UNLV was in the news for the wrong reasons this week. Um, Obviously, there was a a shooter that came on campus and um, was targeting some some faculty members. There's a lot of stories on what, what the motive was and everything but more than anything i'm just was so concerned about you and i know our audience was too so tell us a little bit about gosh what it was like for you i mean it must have been scary as heck yeah it was definitely a scary time um i would like to start off by saying thank you though for all of the support from you both i got text messages as soon as my service came back onto my phone and just the outpouring from our listeners and our viewers um it's great to be able to have a community like that so uh super appreciative of all of it but yeah it was it was really scary um this was wednesday the 6th um and my perspective is a little bit different just because I wasn't in the actual facility, thank goodness, that was um, where the shooter was. Um, but I was headed to lunch when we got the news. So we had literally just walked out of our building and we were going um, towards the building where the shooting was taking place, actually. And as we were rounding the corner, there was a group of people just like running towards us away from like the main area on campus. And so we're like, what the heck is going on? And then there's a street kind of nearby and there was all of this dust and um, sirens and everything. So it's like, there must've been like an accident or something going on on campus. So we asked one of the students who was running by, we're like, what is happening? And she was like, there's a shooter in the building in BH. So then as soon as we saw that or heard that, um, I turned around and took off running. And as I was running back to our building, I was checking my phone to see, because normally um, UPD sends out, that's University Police, they send out an alert to all of the students and faculty and staff. And I hadn't gotten it yet. So I was like, wow, this must be like just happening. So as soon as I was getting back into the building, that's when all of the alerts were coming through. Um, Our our, uh, cell phones are blowing up with the text messages saying that there was an active shooter on campus and they were urging students to um, hide if they were in a spot where they could hide and uh, run if if somebody was near them and then also to fight if that's kind of like last resort. So we do a pretty good job. Um, I work in the rec center on campus. We've done um, drills like this before um, because we've had false alarms on campus in years past. So we all kind of knew what to do in this situation and we enacted like the emergency protocol pretty fast, which 
looking back at it now, it's like, wow, we, we did a good job and shout out to our team. Um, but our facility is considered a refugee spot. So um, any students who were just like walking through campus or maybe passing by our building, like trying to get them into our building so we can put them in a safe spot. Um, so we're just shouting throughout the whole building, like everybody, like get into the locker rooms, get into the break room um, so we can barricade everybody in. So we kind of sheltered in place and barricaded the doors for, I think we were in there for maybe like two to three hours before wow. we finally got um, the clearance to wait. We had to wait for SWAT to come to our facility to escort us out and to do like one last sweep through to make sure that there was nobody inside of our building. And when they evacuated you, didn't they take you to another facility or did they let you go off campus? So they brought all of us to the Thomas and Mack Center. That was kind of like the gathering zone. But I think that was with the intention of asking people like if they saw anything or if they heard of anything directly involved with the incident. Um, so once we got there, they were saying like, if you saw anything, like go into this line over here so we can talk to you. If you haven't seen anything, then you can go in this line and you can go inside Thomas and Mack where it's safe because they had already cleared out that area. Um, because a lot of our campus was shut down and so people weren't able to get to their cars um, because people left the buildings. They had their belongings, like their keys and wallets and everything in those buildings and they couldn't go back to get them. Mm. Luckily, I threw on my bag, my purse, and I, was, and I had it with me because I was like, if anything happens to me, like... I need my ID on me just in case. So a good thing I had it because they're like, well, you can still get to your car. Like that part of the campus isn't blocked off. So I was able to go, thank goodness. But um, a couple of my colleagues, they were in the student union, which was presumed to be a zone that was targeted. Um, finding out information now, it sounds like it wasn't a part of the, um, the active shooting. Um, but she wasn't able to get her belongings until the next day. So couldn't get into her apartment she had to stay at a oh, hotel geez. then the next day she had to go and she had medication in her purse too so i thought oh, so wow. yeah. added stress onto something oh, yeah. that like, you really don't need yeah it's uh, i mean seeing it on the news and like watching it here like you know and knowing you know that you were there it's like i just like i was in a meeting and i was just like i i can't like, <laughs> yeah, and I just, I decided to just go on a walk and actually called Greg and we, we chatted the entire walk. Just <laughs> like, this, this is like, and I, I mean, to be that, you know, I'm far away from it, uh, to be that close to it is like, I mean, I, I, there's the initial going through it and then there's the days after. So I, I just, you know, it's like, yeah, I know it's rough and, and, uh, just thinking about that and then going back to it and all of that, I, I, I I just can't imagine it. And I am, I'm, you know, like, I guess the thoughts are continue to be with you as you, as you go back into it and get back in there and everybody there at the campus. It's just, yeah. I mean, you know, with, with kids that are about to go into college and you hear about these things over and over and over again, it's just like, for me too, it just like, I don't know, it kind of wrecked me that day, you know, of like, just like all these thoughts and all these, you know, things of like, okay, well, this was a campus that we were going to go tour. This is a campus that, you know, Bridgie's at. This is a, like, it, you know, um, it just, it, I feel like these things hit closer and closer to home every, like, time, which is just scary. You know, it's just, it's, it's dealing with these things are just awful. Yeah, it really yeah. is. 
but I appreciate you thinking about me and keeping me as well as the community that I'm a part of in your thoughts. Um, I was telling somebody because, you know, you hear about it on the news, like across the country and you think, wow, that's so sad. Like, I can't imagine what they're going through. And now it's like, yeah, now, you know, yeah. Yeah, well, we, it's we, not it's not easy. It's yeah. Not easy. Uh, the other um, the other thing that happened a few years back, uh, the, the, the country music show in Las Vegas, um, uh, somebody that um, uh, 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 one of the parents at my kid's school uh, was one of the people that were shot killed and um oh you know gosh. so we've sort of had that to deal with in our local community so it's like yeah just like every, every one of these i just like when you get the i got the little text message thing that this is happening and every single time it's just like i i just you know <laughs> it just it, it wrecks me every time i hear about these things so it's just i i hate that we have to keep hearing about these things yeah something just needs to be done it's just um, you know, I hear people coming out, you know, we need to change gun laws and stuff like that. And, you know, my, my other, my daughter was, you know, goes to UNOV. Luckily she wasn't on campus. And so I had double concern, right. Mm -hmm. With uh, obviously I was so concerned about Bridgie as well as my daughter, but then my other daughter, you know, was at UC Davis at the time that there were stabbings, like a mass murder mm -hmm. stabber was going around killing right. people in the evenings. This was like a year or two ago. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And um, like, yeah, we probably need to change gun laws, but the people that are just not, you know, they're going out there just to kill people. They can do it with knives too. I mean, it's just right. so scary, you know, and I was talking to you about this rest and you're concerned about your kids going to college my kids were just you know are in college right now or just in college and they mm -hmm. on both of their campuses there was a mass murder i mean it's yeah. just um it's just yeah. devastating and um you know i just uh, yeah. feel what? so bad for the, the kids and and for bridgie i mean you you i mean i the unlv should take care of their managers and, and staff like yourself who you know yeah, you were outside the building. You could have just dashed and got got in your car and took off, but you went back to your facility and you were taking care of, of your staff and, and the students that were in your facility. And I just want to applaud you and, and all the other people at UNLV that really took responsibility because it sounded like the law enforcement, the security, you know, the, everybody in, involved really did a good job to minimize, um, you know, how much damage this person actually did. Yeah, they did do a fantastic job, especially our police department on campus, um, as well as Las Vegas Metro Police, because they were there within minutes, I think. And shortly after getting the first update that there was an active shooter on campus, we received another update seeing that the um, that UPD was there and securing the scene and everything. So I think it would, may have even been just about five minutes, but um, yeah, they did a really great job. And our team, yeah, they, they did a really fantastic job too, making sure everyone was safe. And the fact that we practice drills like this, I think also helps. Sadly, it's something that it needs to be done, but um, yeah. it goes to show that it does help. Yeah, yeah. And, and you did a great job and you, you know, all I can say is thank you that you are safe and, uh, you know, you came out of it and, um, you know, that's the most important thing is like you're safe and you're with us and uh, 
We love you. <laughs> I love you guys too, everybody. And now I still get to go play some pickleball. So recovery will also include that as well. Um, this afternoon, I get to go to the park with my mom and practice some some drills and stuff. She, after listening to the last episode, especially, she's very excited. And she was so nervous the whole time when I was in lockdown, too, that, like, we need our time together. So, oh, yeah. Pickleball, Pickleball it is. Pickleball. Yeah. To the rescue. Yeah. So. Well, I, I think it proves again that, you know, pickleball can be sort of that, like, mental health break. Like, getting the exercise. And we've talked about this on the show before, you know, like, just getting out there, doing something to try to, you know, help help get get past these, like, uh, difficult situations that, that uh, uh I, I um uh that's why I went for the walk. I was like, I'm gonna go for a walk just to get some exercise, just to like, you know, de-stress. And it's like I, I should have thought of pickleball. <laughs> I should have just gone and played, and then I would have felt a lot better, maybe. I I don't know. It's like the um uh the walk worked, but I think uh I think doing doing the, the activity of uh, uh of, of losing a pickleball would have would have probably been better for me. <laughs> I haven't won a game. Let's let's just put it that way. <laughs> oh boy. Well, on a brighter note, we have uh, a guest coming up, and uh, Mo is the owner of Hot Stuff Pickleball, and you see some of the really fun gear and merchandise that she has. And when we come back. We're going to have the owner of Hot Stuff Pickleball to kind of lighten the mood, have some fun. And I don't know if anybody noticed or not, but we got a little something new with our shot glasses. We'll talk a little bit about that, too. So stay tuned with us. We'll be right back with Hot Stuff Pickleball. Thanks for coming back from our short break. And thank you for all the support that you've been providing us, both on YouTube and our social media accounts, Instagram, Facebook. You know the you know what we're called third shot podcast and on X we're third shot pod continue to show us those five stars that you've been giving us thank you so much and subscribing to all of our channels and as I mentioned before we went to break we have the owner of hot stuff pickleball Maureen Owens but everybody knows her as Mo all our friends know her as Mo welcome to the show Mo how are you doing I'm doing great. Thanks for having me here. It's awesome. Oh, we can't wait. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much. And I also want to say thank you for reaching out. Um, in the opening segment, we did talk about the recent events at UNLV, and I just really appreciate you sending an email and following up to see if I was okay. So thank you so much. Well, I'm so glad you're okay. That's for sure. Oh, my goodness. It's too. It's just too sad. That's it's happening all the time. It's too sad. Yes. It is too sad. But we need to toast that Bridgie is safe. Yes. And also to and... show off Ooh. really, really cool shot glasses wow. that you created for us. We're going to get into that a little bit, but I wanted to show it off here first. Well, cheers. Cheers, cheers to both of you. Glad you're safe. Ooh. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay, let's go. Right. <laughs> Tastes even better coming out of a third shot shot glass. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> well, yeah. Mo, thank you 
you again for joining us. If you're watching on YouTube, you can definitely see all of Mo's beautiful designs behind her. She has them framed and they're so great. So tell us, Mo, how did you even get involved in pickleball to start with? And then what led to you starting your own apparel company? Well, it's a, it's a fun story, I think. It's a crazy story. I never thought I would be saying this today. But I started in 2018. I discovered pickleball in Las Perlas, Mexico. Have you ever been there? No, but I've heard about it. It's on yeah. the west side, right? Yes, and there's a, a resort called Tres Palapas. Yes. So I was with a bunch of friends, girlfriends. We rented a house down the street. And I'm like, let's go down for a drink. And then we went down. It was the 2018 World in International pickleball tournament and there were people from all over the world there i never even heard of pickleball and i'm an ex i'm a recovering tennis player that's for sure a recovering an ex, ex tennis player <laughs> now now i was a recovering tennis player now i'm an ex tennis player and i'm like wow what is this i like this and it's just a giant pickleball resort i never heard of it and i was with my friends who were ex tennis players as well or or tennis players and so let's take some lessons I'm like no we want to have margaritas i'm like no let's 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 take a lesson so we take the lesson people are practicing for the tournament and everything like that we ju i just loved it loved it loved it i was madly in love and i'm like this is my new sport and and that was that so then the second day we went we came back to see the the international ten, uh, pickleball uh tournament and two people got injured and they asked me and my friend if we wanted to be in the tournament oh <laughs> wow well, everyone spoke Spanish. Luckily, I could speak. I can I can count to 12 in, in Spanish. So I was okay with the score, even though it was a terrible score keeper. And uh, so and everybody, most of the people, my whole team was speaking Spanish. And the, so I said, yeah, I'll jump in with it. Just say yes. And I went in and it was fantastic. And I was nervous, but it was fun. And who cares? And no one knows what I'm doing. And I came in second to last place. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Not last. So, second so to last. You had never, I mean, you had just taken what, one lesson or a couple of lessons? At I think this it was point? two. Two, two lessons. lessons. Oh, my yeah. oh my gosh. And they were desperate. And the funny part was that they didn't understand Mo or Maureen, my name. So they just started calling me Mona. And to this day, my girlfriends who are with me just call me Mona. They don't even call. I just answer to Mona because they were like, Mona, you're up next. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> whatever they're not getting who cares i'll be anybody you want me to be so that it worked out great and then i was madly in love madly in love and then i came back to connecticut where i live and uh there was nothing here zero flat line nothing and I'm like where can i I'm like i go to my tennis clubs never heard of it i've heard of it but we don't have it and there was nothing and then eventually covid broke out and we decided to go down to florida just because we could, and everybody's working remotely. And I'm an interior designer by trade for the last 30 years, so 30 plus years. But everybody was, you know, in their homes and not letting interior designers in, that's for sure. So I went down to Florida with my family and I discovered pickleball heaven. Yeah. Heaven. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. It's just amazing. Everybody was playing pickleball, everybody was talking about pickleball. I couldn't get enough. I just could not get enough. So I've been doing that for three years, a snowbird down in Florida on the West Coast. And it's just like pickleball mecca. And then yeah. the last the last January, I went down and the second day I was there, I, I tore something in my foot and I was out for six weeks. 
and mm. and as an interior designer and painter and artist I just started sitting in my chair with my foot up with ice and started drawing all these things because I couldn't find anything at Christmas time the holiday time for my friends pickleball friends that was on the internet that was unique or a little different or a little edgy and not like your grandma's pickleball. Yeah. So I started creating my own stuff and giving it to my friends. And they look, oh, can you make me a shirt? Can you make me a logo for my team? Can you uh, do this, that, and the other thing? That's, that's how it started. So we're, are we your first shot glass, though? I mean, you know, everybody's asking you for shirts and stuff. Are we the first you, shot glass? You are totally my first shot glass. Okay. But the problem is it's so little. The problem is it's this. <laughs> I think you need bigger shot glasses. I do. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, that wouldn't, I, I'm not opposed to that. <laughs> like, how am I going to put this little thing on here? This is very small. But uh, yeah, it works. It's fun. And and who doesn't like a shot? Who doesn't like a shot? And you did such a great job on it. I mean, we were so happy when we saw your interpretation and design to actually get it to fit on that little tiny shot glass. Like, again, I'm going to hold it up because it's absolutely gorgeous. Well, it looks better with a shot in it. Yeah, well, <laughs> well I, I have another shot for, for you later. Anyway, so. look, look how good that looks. That looks really good. So yeah. it sounds like, you know, what you did for us, like you'll actually customize stuff for, you know, people want to contact you. Definitely. I've been doing a lot of custom stuff. It's just been so fun. And, and as an interior designer, you don't get to be so outrageously, you know, creative as you can be with with art and and that's what's so fun and I love to paint and do all these silly things behind me and and I come up with these crazy ideas and I'm like got to get my pencil down and get it all down yeah so it's been a, a learning experience but very fun so where did the where does the inspiration for kind of your look or your aesthetic of your art come from because um for those of you who are just listening uncle greg and i are twinning right now and we have yeah. the grateful dead bears dancing across but they're holding pickleball paddles which i was so excited to see this uh growing up both of my parents were very much into grateful dead and i think that was my very first concert at shoreline up wow. in Northern California. And I, I look back at pictures, everybody's in tie-dye and my parents have their, their dead shirt still. And so when I saw, I, was like, I have to have this. Are you also a deadhead? And where does the inspiration come from? Yes, well, I, I've been, my first dead concert was in 1977. Jerry Garcia was still alive, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, I am a deadhead, yes. My family's deadhead. I have three college, uh, grown out of college kids. They're all deadheads. Um, so the dead's a big part of our life, going to all the concerts and everything. It's become widely popular since John Mayer's become part of the band, um, the, the dead band. Uh, but yeah, so I just had to make shirts for them. And then all of a sudden that kind of exploded, which was kind of fun. I'm like, I'll make these for them. And they play pickleball and they're crazy for pickleball. Two of them live in Chicago. And then they said, can you send some for my friends? And the next thing I'm sending shirts and making teams. And it's it's been fantastic. Yes. But I'm a, a big grateful dad head, definitely. I'm glad you are too. You guys, you both are. We yeah. we both are, and uh, in fact, we have a bread and butter paddle that is kind of a dead head themed paddle that uh, Bridgie's mom is now playing because she's such a deadhead. We had to get that paddle for her. Yes. That That's one of her favorite paddles. Oh, that's awesome. I have to see that. I have to see yes. it. Yes. It's yeah. the skeleton with like the, um, 
the flower crown. Oh, sure, the crown. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, American Beauty. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so she's playing that battle, and, and yeah. So oh, anyway. that's a, that's an. Oh, I can't. I mean, that so sounds thank like you a Christmas present for, to me. For that paddle. Uh, so <laughs> Absolutely, cool. that's fun. That's really fun. Yeah. And, so uh, that just kind of exploded. The Grateful Dead thing just happened, and and uh, it's been a really nice seller, I have to say. Well, you're an artist and behind you, you have framed pictures. So not only are you putting your creations on shirts, but you're actually framing them and people can buy them as art pieces too, right? Oh, without a doubt, I've been uh, giving, there's a lot of uh, old malls that have expired and they're now like Walmart's turning into a pickleball universe and Saks Fifth Avenue is turning into pickleball. So these giant spaces, these giant walls, and I've been friends with some of these guys that are, are running these things. And they said, can you make me some art and I'll sell it there. And it's been, it's been fun. I've been making paintings that are six feet wide, six feet square, big. And it's just, I get to paint, I get to have pickleball and I get to have the Grateful Dead or anything I want to do, colors, lots of colors. And it's really exciting. It's fun. So that yes, it's been popular. Exciting. And then I do smaller things for people that want to put something on their shelf or in their bathroom or something. <laughs> How cool. Well, I am no artist. So excuse me if I'm asking this in incorrectly, but the types of mediums that you use for your art, you mentioned painting, um, but for something like a shirt or um, other apparel items, do you design those on the computer or do you hand draw and paint and then turn it into a graphic? I draw everything by hand everything wow. and well like I said I missed that that year of school of, of computer knowledge and I just draw everything by hand just quickly I'll have it on the back I have boxes of things I have napkins and, and boxes of things that I've thought of and saw and I thought oh I can replicate this or do something like that so I have that and and then I just put it on the computer and and kind of give it a work up and then it has to be changed into a vector so it's um you know printable and things like that but uh, what I've learned is enormous and my head hurts from learning. <laughs> <laughs> so you literally draw it on paper or are you using it oh, like on a digital pad? Or no, like... it's paper and pencil, my friend. Paper and pencil. Yes, and then you, just, how do you put works. that onto the computer and turn it into an image? I mean, I didn't even know, I, I, you know, my daughter <laughs> who created our, our, our official logo, uh -huh. she did it digitally on like a, I don't know, an artistic pad, right? right? That you hook up to your computer. But I didn't know you could actually just sketch and then somehow get that onto the computer and turn that into an image. That's really cool. It is. And it's so on me. I'm I'm really hand to, hand to paper and the whole computer thing is crazy. And it's been an enormous learning curve. But yeah, it, it translates. And then I just can pick colors and put them in and make things shadowed or whatever and it works it works but I, everything's original everything's originally hand hand drawn definitely wow mm -hmm. that makes it extra special huh <laughs> i think it, it really does, does. <laughs> yeah so it would be like if you go into my box of drawings you say oh here's an original hot stuff pickleball drawing and then it just goes into something you know colorful. oh speaking of which i gotta put on my oh book yeah there you, go. there you go. I, nice. That's kind of my pickleball look nowadays. Nice. I'm going with the, very the bucket hat. And you you have this cool American flag. I'm going to try to get a little closer here. Yeah. Exactly. Because these are the, the paddles. That looks good. You're a good model. 
<laughs> I tell him that all the time. <laughs> so are you, Bridgie. Don't don't discount you. That's for sure. Yes. No. I love that you're uh, twinning your your pickleball shirts. That's uh that's really cute. The bears are. The bears so hopefully, are people are watching on YouTube right now and saw me model that the hat there. Absolutely. It's a cool, you cool hat. I love your cap. You have caps and bucket hats, oh, which is everything. perfect for me. Yes, yeah. yes, got it all. Yeah, well, I got it all. That's I have, all, I have it all. <laughs> yeah, so it's um, it's been fun, but I never, if you ever said to me that I'd be doing this, I'd crack up laughing and say, absolutely not. But my injury was uh, the stepping stone for this situation, so it, it worked out great and it's going well. It's amazing how things just kind of go down a path you didn't like an injury landed up starting a business for you. And I was devastated that I hurt my foot. I was like, oh, my God, I'm only here two, two days, and now I have three months here, and I won't be able to play pickleball at all. So I just sit there and cry. <laughs> well, you're, you're fully recovered now and back to playing? Yes, thank goodness. Absolutely. Good. Yes. Otherwise, it would be more torture just to watch everybody else play. Yeah, no, I've been playing. I've been playing a lot. Uh, after I get fully recovered, I did you ever hear about the uh, inaugural park series for pickleball? There was one in Fenway Park. Oh yes, yes, they had one here in the Bay Area. Exactly. Over, it was yeah. so two. It was two stadiums. So I went into lottery for the pickleball one in Fenway Park in Boston, and the big green monster and everything. And the the lottery was so popular it broke the system got knocked down. And cool. then I had to wait, and we got in. So I played mixed doubles with my husband. And the time we went up to Boston and, you know, got into the park and on the field, it was unbelievable. And it was so hot the whole week when they were playing women's singles and men's singles. And they were playing mixed doubles. It was like 110 degrees in the park, in the ballpark. Like, oh oh, how am I going to do this? I'm not so good in the heat. And then it started to pour rain and it oh, rained wow. for two days. And I'm like, I'm not so good in the, the rain either. <laughs> I, want to, I don't want to slip and slide and re-hurt, uh, re-injure myself. So uh, I was up all night because it was pouring rain and they changed the time a bunch of times. And unfortunately, you're supposed to play a couple of times, three times for a win. And uh, we didn't get a chance to do that because there was so much rain and people were trying to get on the courts. And, but it was very cool. And the people at Pickle Four did an amazing job. Uh, Mike D, I don't know if you know him, he's an awesome guy. And he made the whole thing happen. It was, it was fantastic. And they were squeegeeing and blow, blowing with lawn leaf blowers. And like, this is never going to happen. And it happened. So it was very fun to say I played pickle, I played pickle in Fenway Park. Now, now I wish we did a Bridgie because Bridgie came up to the Bay Area and we were just playing, you know, we just went to the local courts and played. And and some guy was trying to recruit us to join his group to play. Are you kidding? Planned, so we didn't get a chance to do it. Oh, my goodness. Unfortunately, I lost. But, you know, so far I've told you my two losses. <laughs> I have some wins in there somewhere. I'm not sure where. Um, but, yes, uh, we lost. But it was really fun. What a great experience. Yes. Oh, you should have done it. Imagine. You should have done it. I know. We're kicking ourselves now. Next year. Next year. Yeah. It's wildly popular. Wild, so wild. I know at the, the Giants location in San Francisco, they were giving out paddles along with your participation. Did you also get like a limited edition paddle of some sort? No, Bridgie, I did not. <laughs> oh my goodness. You gotta come out to the Bay Area. They had like the uh like the, the giants, giants paddle, right? Yeah, they had a giant. Oh, no. they gave them away. I think maybe I had to buy it. I, I got a t-shirt. Okay. A Fenway t-shirt. you know, yeah, there's only nine hundred of us that have them. 
That's pretty cool. Maybe you can design their next paddle yeah. to give out at their next event. Yes. Well, actually, it's a funny story. I was wearing my sex, drugs, and pickleball shirt, and there was an older woman who was in the senior league, and she said, I need that shirt. I need to wear that shirt. And I said, well, you, I, I don't have any on me. She goes, well, I could take yours. I'm like, no, I'm wearing it. <laughs> so, uh, so she said, I need that shirt. She goes, I love this shirt. I have to wear it. So I said, why? So she said, well, I've already done two of the three things today. And I'm like, okay, I got the pickleball down. <laughs> I mean, she must be like 75. So I said, okay, it's a choice between sex and drugs. And she goes, there's my new boyfriend. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> Too much information. And she said, and you know, uh, marijuana is legal in Massachusetts. Oh my goodness, how funny. I love her. It's the old ones that surprise you, I have to tell you. They really surprise you, whether they're cursing, like you don't curse, as I know, on uh, the pickleball court, or, you know, it's the ones that are, they're the dirtiest mouth and the dirtiest, uh, uh, edgy. How's that? Edgy. They're edgy, edgy people. Yes. Edgy people. Yes. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So uh, I really like her. Roberta. Oops. Roberta. 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 We like Roberta. Yeah. Keep an eye out for Roberta, people. Yeah, watch out. Watch out for Roberta. Let's get her on the show. Yeah, you know yeah, what? It, I, it would be very, very edgy. Very. Speaking <laughs> of people we've had on the show, the person that introduced us is Kevin Beeson. I love And him. Kevin's been on the show a couple of times. How did you how do you know Kevin? What's the what's the connection there? Well, I was fortunate enough to go to an engaged pickleball camp in middle mid uh, September and I went with my sisters in law laws is that right and uh, we went up to Waterville Valley New Hampshire and it was called Owl's Nest and he was teaching he was one of the, the pros there and he was fantastic he was just yeah. so the things you learn from him he's got this wonderful book pickleball metaphors out yeah. and it is you can relate to the sayings and how he, you can visualize what he wants you to do and it's ingrained in my head he's awesome he's been a great he's been a great friend I really appreciate we, yeah we've loved having him on the show for that reason too he's able to really break it down to a way that people can understand even no matter what level you're at it makes sense and you're able to apply it to yourself so oh without a doubt and he, he's, he's he's awesome and he's great with people that have never played pickleball and then there are people that are the bangers and the 5.0s and and he he treats them all the same that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. So for people who may want to purchase some of your amazing products, where can they go to find it? Well, I have a website, hotstuffpickleball.com. I'm on Etsy and I'm on Amazon. And yeah, you can find me there. So I'm having a little problem with Amazon these days with the holiday rush. So we'll see. <laughs> We're working on it. Yeah, well, I mean, people may be wanting to get your stuff before Christmas. Is it going to happen? Is it not because you're just so in demand right now in your product? I hope it happens, yes, especially if you go on my website, hotstuffpickleball.com. You might um, override some middlemen. So that would be good. That would be oh, awesome. good. So that's yeah. the best way. If they want a, a, the perfect Christmas gift for their pickleball friends, go to your website and order through there. Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Well, you can okay. go through anything else, but I know that I can get it out there before Christmas. That's for sure. And, and for the holiday. clubs or tournaments that want you to design something for them, what's the best way for them to reach out to you through the website as well? Or Oh, absolutely. Or Hopstuff stuff, Pickleball. I'm on social media and um, Instagram and TikTok and 
Well, yeah, it's You're Facebook. everywhere. Yes, <laughs> I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's been a great journey, and I can't believe that I'm even talking about it. my kids. Like, oh, she's going to talk about pickleball again. Stop ramming <laughs> pickleball down everybody's throat. But just, I'm really passionate about teaching kids after school pickleball, and uh, I started this whole thing where these kids come and you know, otherwise be like sitting around waiting for their moms to come. And the camaraderie and the sportsmanship and them getting off their phones and and just playing and seeing them light up when they get it, when they figure out they can do this. And then all of a sudden they're friends with kids that they never talked to in school because they're in the program too. And it's just been amazing. I want to do a lot more stuff with kids because I'm crazy for kids. So have, have you seen a kid play pickleball with a paddle in one hand and a phone in the other hand? <laughs> I would oh, kill no. them after they know they would happen. Kill them. I have a feeling it's going to happen I, because they just are connected to the phone. I mean, oh, literally. It's, it's terrible. And the, and the weird part is these kids are young and they have phones. They're 10 and they have a phone. You know, I, that's insane. You really do you need a phone. I guess you do because there's no phone booth. But um, yes, <laughs> we don't need What's to be that? like. I'm sorry. Do you know what a phone booth is, Bridget? I, I think yes. I saw it in a movie yeah. one time. I, I don't, oh, know. I can't Come on. Give, give, me, give me some slack here, guys. Okay. Yeah, but I, I want them to put their phones down, just have fun and exercise. And you're playing and you're playing for hours and you don't even realize that you're playing and you're having yes. exercise. And it's I, so darn fun. That's so important. And, and laughing. And I never had this fun playing tennis with my friends or, you know, you know, people in the tennis world. I never had the laughs I have now. Never. Zero. Hey, before we let you go, we do got to take our third shot. And, and and I'm hoping that we can get a little zoom in on you because I'm, see, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm seeing ab above your head a print that is, I'm oh, saying yeah. third shot inspired because it has the paddle, it has the shot glasses, it has the dripping of the fluid. I love that picture. I oh, I'm glad. Picture. I thought I'd surprise you guys with that. That um, is so cool. I didn't put the words on there because I hadn't figured out how to do that, but I actually have figured out how to do it. And I will do that. And, and it's coming to you for a holiday gift, all three of you. Oh, my gosh. Oh my Thank gosh. you so much. Thank you so yeah. much. And it's so funny because I was looking at that too during the interview. And I was like, that's so cool because the ice ball of like, it looks like an old fashioned type of cup. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. ice ball is a pickleball. Exactly. So and creative. and it's a little um Salvador Dali-ish, you know? Yeah. yeah. Melted the melt the melt yeah. yeah. So I thought, Very okay, dolly. I gotta just do that. I, I just oh. get something in my head and I can't get it out until I put it on paper with a pencil. Yes. <laughs> that is amazing. That is amazing. Oh, Thank yes. you so much, Mo. Yeah, so and it's then, coming your way. Coming your way. Please. Thank you. Third shot. Whoa, third shot. Cheers to you Cheers. and everything that you're doing. And thank you again for the shot glasses, the shirts, for people that want to check you out. I really, really encourage you because you are so creative. You come up with these amazing designs. So again, here's cheers to you. Cheers. Wow. That was and funny. thank you for coming on with us on Third Shot today. Thanks for having yeah, thank me. Thank you. Thanks for it's having been me. So was... much fun. You're such a delight. And I'm so glad we, you know, made this connection. And uh yeah, now you're part of our third shot family. Yeah, I want to be part of the family. That's cool. <laughs> can I can I keep calling you uncle? Oh, you better. It's encouraged. <laughs> <laughs>
There's extra points for Uncle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uncle, Uncle, Uncle. There you go. I'm in. I'm in. Thank you. Thanks so much, you guys. Have a wonderful holiday. You too. And thank you, all of you that are joining us on Third Shot Podcast. Bridget and I will continue to share our pickleball journey. Special thanks to Mo for joining us today. Please check out her website again. It's hotstuffpickleball.com. And on Instagram, it's Hot Stuff Pickleball. And like she said, she's on TikTok. She's everywhere. So please take a look at her very cool designs. And you can support this show by subscribing. We promise to have more amazing guests just like Mo in future episodes. Let's continue to share our enjoyment for the game and grow this pickleball community. We got to do this together. See you next time on Third Shot Podcast. <laughs>